1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Heron, and there is so much going on in Bachelor Nation right now. The rumors are swirling, the reports are coming in, and I'm going to break it all down for you. This week, I also had the opportunity to catch up with Allie Fedotowsky. We had a really long chat. Last time Ali was on the show, we spoke about Peter Weber's season, which was airing, And this time we talked about all about her experience as The Bachelorette, any regrets she has, her heartbreak with Frank, why she may still be with Frank if he didn't quit the show, her current feelings for Roberto, and all the controversial guys on her season like rated R, never forget. If you want to just hear my interview with Allie, skip ahead a little bit, but I'm going to break down all of the reports that are going on about Claire's season. I'm not going to use the name of the person that she is allegedly in love with just because I don't want to spoil it too much. My plan for this show moving forward when this bachelor finally comes back is not to read spoilers um, and say who wins and go in with it more blind. So that's why I know the name of this person and it's very easy to find if you Google it, but I don't want to come out and say it just in case you don't want any spoilers in your life. But this is a little bit more about the behind the scenes and if Claire's even still our bachelorette. If you haven't read any of this yet, you're probably so confused. So I'm going to start from the beginning and just break down all the information that we know that other magazines have been posting, Reality Steve has weighed in, kind of just like a roundup of what's being said, because we don't know anything for certain. ABC has not commented on all of these reports that are coming out, the source information, and there's no 100% concrete evidence. So I'm just going to break it all down and start from the beginning which on Friday, Life & Style magazine published that from a source that Claire is in love with one of her contestants and refusing to film. She locked herself in her hotel room. She didn't want to do it anymore. It had been 12 or 13 days of filming, and she was confident and didn't found her love story and wanted to wrap the show. So there's a few things when you first hear that. One, Claire has a contract. So how is that even possible, right? Right. Two, as you'll hear, hear Ali Fedotowski explain, every lead supposedly knows their winner, or at least their top two, from the beginning. For her, it was Frank and Roberto, and she said the rest was kind of just keeping around people who she was intrigued by, people she was friendly with, people who she wanted to go far because she thought they were nice people and wanted the audience to get to know them. And we've heard Bachelor contestants say that before, right? They know who they like, and it's, it's hard to keep going with the show because you wanted to be with this person and explore that relationship or the top two, but then there'd be no show. So Claire has a contract and that is, you know, something important to think about as we go with this. However, one thing we also know is Claire's season has been unusual because the names of her contestants came out in March, like the day before she was already in the hotel, ready to film, step on the show when COVID-19 shut down production. So when Claire left isolation and her full cast list was out, obviously, as we've been saying on this show, and I think as a lot of Bachelor fans are saying, there's no way she has not been looking up all of these people. She later came out and said that she Googled them on the Bachelor Hour podcast with Rachel and Becca. And, I mean, we know that ABC did change a majority, a good amount of the cast. I don't know if it's majority. I think it would maybe be half and half. Those names that we first had, Some stuck around, some didn't. This person in question who Claire is supposedly in love with was on the list in March and is on the list now, which means they had several months to be communicating online, potentially even seeing each other if we want to get crazy, FaceTime, whatever you want to call it. And that makes me believe that it would be more likely that Claire would be in love with one of her contestants so early because there was an opportunity for her to communicate with her contestants much sooner than normal leads. Also, Claire has been engaged on this show before. She got engaged on Bachelor Winter Games to Benoit after God knows how many days. I don't think that show filmed for that long. He even left and she was with someone else and then he came back and posted her. That engagement lasted like three months. So it's not the craziest thing in the world, I think, to think Claire would be in love with someone after 12 days and want to quit the show. Then an Us Weekly source confirmed that producers reached out to contestants who were already eliminated. This is where things get, you know, really interesting because what would the Bachelor producers need from the contestants who were already sent home, including apparently some that didn't even make it on the show because we know that they brought in like 42 guys because they didn't know who was going to test positive for Corona and they needed at least 25 to 30 for the season. So Us Weekly has confirmed that certain guys were reached back out to which leads us to Life and Style reporting that Taysha Adams, who was on Colton Underwood's season of The Bachelor, she finished top four, I believe, that Taysha is now waiting in the wings to replace Claire if she is indeed refusing to film. Now, Life and Style is reporting that Taysha is at this Palm Springs resort. Reality Steve, who first shut down Life and Style's report saying that she has a contract, it doesn't really make sense, subsequently said, well... I know that Taysha is actually at this resort and why would she be there if not to be filming something? So now everyone's confused, right? We're like, why? Because no one has seen Claire and this person leave the resort. She's still seemingly there. So maybe Taysha is clearly, is literally just waiting in a hotel room, waiting for the call, hoping that she gets to film something and not just spend a week hiding in this resort. Now, how do we know Taysha's there? Reality Steve says so she's there, Life of Style says so she's there and Demi from Colton season, who is her friend, Went live with Reality Steve on Instagram and said that he she texted Taysha a couple days ago and the text went green. Meaning she tried to contact Taysha and her phone is shut off or on airplane mode or whatever you want to whatever they do to the contestants' phones when they don't want them to be communicating with the outside world when they're filming the show. So people are pretty confident that Taysha is in fact at this Pump Springs resort. But Claire seemingly is still there too, because there has been some paparazzi shots from outside this resort. There were fireworks that went off the other night and Reality Steve had already posted that there was going to be a date with fireworks on August 2nd and he got the notice that they sent to like the neighbors. I don't know how, but those fireworks still went off. So did those fireworks go off for Taysha or for Claire? That's the question. I was so skeptical about all of this because it just doesn't make sense to me with Claire's contract. However, when Us Weekly had a source that said they reached out to the former contestants and Life and Style had several follow-up stories with more information, it, you know, makes it a little more believable. I also believe ABC might've shut it down. If there was no truth to this, maybe they want us to talk about it. Maybe they want us to get hyped for the season because people were more excited about Matt James than Claire Crowley. Maybe, you know, me having these theories is exactly what they want. They want all of us to just be counting down the days till the bachelorette is back. I don't know, but I do know the one thing that makes me even more convinced that Claire is in love with this person is Claire works at a hair salon in Sacramento. I think she like, owns a chair or has a share in the hair salon. She's very involved. And this hair salon's Instagram is following the guy in question. Now, he is from New York. This is a California hair salon. Why would Claire Crowley's random California hair salon be following this contestant if Claire wasn't communicating with this person before the show started filming? When I saw that, I was like, "Okay, there has to be something there." And again, I'm not saying their name just because if they do, if they do convince Claire to film, and we know, I don't want to watch. I don't want you guys have to watch the whole season knowing who wins, unless you want to, which you can Google it. It's very easy to find. But it's just insane to me that if they do convince her to film the rest of the season, we're all going to know who it is because of that, and because of all these little tidbits that are out there. And if they don't how can we expect these guys that were there for Claire? We're supposed to believe in this world that these guys are there because they want to meet Claire Crowley so bad. Now are going to date Tasha, who's about 10 years younger. And I mean, I'm sure the similarities between Tasha and Claire could be endless. I mean, with anyone, you can't just replace one person and say, Oh, these guys are actually perfect for you now. And what guys would want to have been there for Claire and then now admit, Oh, well, if it's Tasha, it's Tasha. Now I'm just here for the show. And then how could she believe that any of them are there for her? Where is anyone there for the right reasons at that point? What are the right reasons? And is the right reason that the show to fall in love? So was Claire in the right for wanting to leave early and be with this person? I mean, I don't think so because it's not the rules of the show and we can't just change the rules of the show two decades later. However, if the point of the show is to find love and Claire found love, how can we be mad at her? So all of these things are running through my mind. It's a crazy time. We'll keep you updated on if we can confirm anything. I feel like the way we're going to know is if we see Claire out in the wild or if her and this person return to Instagram or if Tasha does or maybe they're trying to trick us and post on Tasha's. I don't know. But either way, that's what's going on. It's interesting because I knew this information when I was talking to Allie, but I didn't bring any of it up and she almost you know, she, she comes out and says, she's like, I'm sure Claire's known who she's going to pick because she's had the name of the list of the guys. I've, everyone knows at the beginning who they're going to pick. So she almost drops some nuggets in there. Not that she knows anything, but just saying, like, how a bachelorette thinks. And that made me even more convinced. But again, it just doesn't necessarily seem possible with the contract she signed. You know, the closest we've seen to this would be probably Colton quitting a few weeks early to be with Cassie. But we still had a whole season filmed and we had this epic fence jump. I mean, maybe we'll have an iconic scene of Claire crying to producers and we're going to break the fourth wall even more. They're doing that all over Bravo right now. It's kind of the new thing. Reality TV in 2020 is not what reality TV was, you know, when the show premiered in 2002 or when Alex Fodotowski was a Bachelorette in 2010, which is what I get into with her. So either way, tweet me your theories because I want to know what everybody else is thinking. It's all I can really talk about, right? I'm just like so wrapped up. Is Tayshia a bachelorette? Is Claire a bachelorette? What is going on at this resort in Palm Springs. I don't know, but I know it's dramatic. And for that, I'm thankful because we kind of need some mindless drama in 2020. But either way, I will keep you posted. And for now, enjoy my chat with Ali Fedotowski. Okay. So first of all, I just want to know when the producers reach out to you and tell you that they're going to be revisiting your season. One, is it a question or like a heads up? And two, how'd you feel about it? <laughs> that- such a good question it's not a question no there wasn't like
0: any like are you giving us permission you know like they own the season I don't own it yeah Um, so no they just I mean but the thing is like I mean I guess some people might be like no I don't want you to and but I think for me at least I was just like really like you think of mine as one of the greatest like I was just flattered honestly you know like I I feel like it's been so many years and I'm just such a like old has-been my relationship didn't work out from the show you know like I was just shocked that they wanted to air my season so I was like thank you like sure oh my gosh but but there was actually you know I'm kind of lying my initial reaction was panic like oh my gosh like you're gonna air my season I'm so scared but then as I like was like sat back for a second I was like oh my gosh I'm so flattered so I had a lot of emotions when they told me they were
1: um, I'm sure. And it's, I'm fascinated just because most of the seasons they've aired pretty much everything, but like on Caitlin's season, for example, we didn't see the Sean proposal. So like in my head, I'm like, oh, did she ask not to, not that you would know this, but like, did she ask not to show it? Or do they ask you if there's something you don't want them to show? Well, that is so interesting.
0: I, I haven't been able to watch all the seasons which one? I was able to watch some of Sean's. Um, I haven't got a chance to watch Caitlyn's. I did see her like or dancing with the stars reaction part, which I thought was so adorable. So cute. But that is so interesting. I didn't know that they didn't show her
1: proposal. I wonder why. Right. Me too. And it's just, they showed Nick, Nick proposing to her, but not Sean, but they also had Nick on and Sean probably declined. So I not know if that was it. Like I just have all these theories in my head. Like what is going on behind the scenes with this bachelor goat production? <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, I don't know. So it's interesting. I mean, Roberto didn't wasn't on the show, and they showed my proposal with him. So I don't know why they wouldn't show hers. Maybe she did ask. Who knows? I mean, she is with Jason now. That was kind of a recent, yeah, end of her engagement. So maybe she asked. And you know, she obviously has a really good relationship with them. She's close with Chris Harrison. They asked her to be in Dancing with the Stars, so she has a great relationship with ABC. So maybe. Yeah. She- Lightly asked and they said sure. Who knows?
1: (laughs) Who knows? Well, obviously I want to talk about you and I wanna know what has Kevin seen anything, your husband?
0: Yeah, so he's watched. He was like
1: half smile. Like
0: sometimes I'd look over at him and he'd be smiling. And I'm like, okay, this is a <laughs> this is a little weird why he's smiling. But I think honestly, it just like makes him happy to see me in that role. Because one, it led me to him. Mm-hmm. And two, it gave us like this amazing life that we have. So I mean, I think that that, that, that was some of it. It was like pride. But then of course other times he was like, I'm like looking away and laughing I mean we just had
1: fun with it you know yeah. a few drinks
0: a lot of laughs all that all that kind of stuff
1: I feel like that's all you have to do you kind of just have to lean into it right like it's been a decade but well, funny. He,
0: before he even watched he was excited to watch it like he said all along like when I got the call that they were rearing it he was like oh I can't wait to watch it. I've never seen it you know I like he was all excited I'm like you're weird but I think that's a sign honestly of having a really good relationship because you know the person has a past you know they've done things I mean normally you don't have to watch their past but we have such a solid relationship that it was just like fun and silly to watch together.
1: So when you guys met he had never seen anything?
0: Not of my season no he had not seen it if anything (laughs) I don't know he'll want me to tell the story but I'm going to. Uh, We met when I was co-hosting a show and we were friends for a while first, but when we met, he actually expressed how annoying he found it that all these reality people were taking all the hosting jobs mm. <laughs> because my husband went to college and like studied radio broadcasting and you know he like took that route, like the proper route, right? Mm-hmm. So he was like, I didn't want to like you when I met you. I wanted to like think you were a terrible person and mad at you for taking the hosting jobs he's like but you were cool and then we became friends and then of course here we are now
1: you were one of the first because you were on e forever like you were one of the first ones to kind of have less of a guest star role on doing stuff and i feel like a more permanent position right? Yeah.
0: No, I mean, yeah, I was on E for a few years and then now I'm on a ho- show called Home and Family on Hallmark Channel. So yeah, I've worked in television consistently pretty much since the show ended. Much The show I'm on now, I'm only on two days a week. So I have like, you know, time there and time off. But yeah, I don't know. I think that when the show ended, I just had so many opportunities that I was like, I'm going to take them. Like this is a once in a lifetime thing. Why not? And public speaking and all of that was always my strong suit. So it kind of all just like fell into place and happened. And I kept getting calls saying, we want you to do this and this. And I was like, sure, sure, sure. And I just went with it.
1: I love it. And it's kind of like, I mean, not that everyone now isn't great, but the Instagram was still kind of, we didn't have Instagram quite yet. We had Twitter, right? Did we have Twitter when your season was on? Yes,
0: there was Twitter, but I wasn't allowed to use it. I think things have changed so much. Like now on the show, like they want their cast to like, become Instagram famous, you know, because then they go on Bachelor in Paradise and then they promote the show that, you know, like it, whereas back when I was on it, it was the opposite. You're not allowed on Facebook. You're not allowed on Twitter. There was no Instagram. I think Instagram was created the year. No, I think I signed up for Instagram right when my season was over. Cause my very first picture I posted to Instagram I was with Roberto. It wasn't of Roberto. It was of me. But I think he took the photo. And I like my caption was testing this thing out because <laughs> I thought it was just an editing app. I didn't realize what yeah. like it was. So anyway, now it was changed. We weren't allowed to it. Now you're encouraged to. We weren't even allowed to contact other cast members. Like you, and you didn't have their phone numbers, and they didn't have social media. We weren't allowed to have it, so you had no way of contacting anybody.
1: You know. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's changed the show so much, but even now as Claire was spent several months with some of the names out of her guys, I have a hard time believing there wasn't some, you know, conversing. Totally. Claire
0: probably knows night one who she's picking based on who she's been talking to the past few months. Like for sure.
1: It's impossible not to. It's just human nature. Like what is she supposed to do?
0: Yeah. It's impossible not to. I'm sure, you know, the show politely asked her not to and she said, sure, I will. And then she did. I mean, she had to have, right? I mean.
1: Yeah. yeah. Since I brought up Claire's season, I also wanted to ask you this. They're in like a resort and they're obviously not really traveling. And your season, as I was looking back, you had some of like the best places. You went everywhere. I feel like.
0: Yeah. And I'm so grateful for that. I mean, just Istanbul, you know, Iceland, Uh, Tahiti. I mean, we had such an incredible travel in my season, but doing all that travel is exhausting. You know, when you're traveling that much, you're so tired. So I'm not trying to complain like, oh, we had to go to underhead. Like it was amazing, but I was just tired all the time. So I didn't feel like I could actually even give my all to the relationships because I was just exhausted. So I think what Claire sort of has an advantage of by not doing all that traveling, is she's going to be more clear headed? She's going to have more energy to be dating all these guys. I mean, was it like forty guys or
1: something around her season? I think they had some extras because of who. If anyone tested positive for Coronas. So I don't know if they all made it into the resort for to meet her. But there was like forty. That's
0: funny. All. Okay, gosh, how crazy is that? Yeah. So. I mean, I know she has a lot of guys in general dating the 30 that they normally give you. is just exhausting. So I think it will be good for her that they're not doing that much travel. And I think it's cool that they're doing it at their resort. Like some people I've heard say like, oh, it's not going to be as good of a season without all the travel, but I disagree. Like, I think it's going to be more interesting because we've seen the travel. We get it. Like, okay, I've seen one too many white sandy beaches. Okay. like I I feel like now we're going to get to see ABC get really creative with their dates. And maybe see things that we haven't seen before because they've never done it like this before. So I think it would actually be more fun to watch.
1: And I say this every week on the podcast that there's over a hundred bodies of water. So there's plenty to do.
0: Oh yeah, there's so much to do. And like, like, look, this is ABC. They can build whatever they want. So if they want to have someone come in and build a stage and a performer do their performance on that stage and stay socially distant, like there's going to be all that fun stuff. It's going to be great.
1: You have quite the cast of characters on your season, which is, I think, one of the reasons they chose to revisit it. So I wanted to throw some names out at you, and you just tell me the first thing that comes to mind, whether it's a memory or a word or anything, with some of your contestants, if that's cool with you. Sure,
0: let's
1: do it. I mean, we have to start with Justin. (laughs) Mr. Rated R himself.
0: Yeah, it's like, when you say Justin, I'm like,
1: who? And then, oh, okay,
0: Rated R, Rated R. First thing that comes to mind, (laughs) deceiving... I guess this is the first word that comes to mind like I knew what like I know that I sent Casey home and kept Justin and, you know it made it seem like I was interested in Justin and everything I knew there was something going on with Justin I just wanted to figure out what it was so I kind of kept him around because I was like something is going on with this guy and I'm gonna figure out what it is so I don't I never kissed him I didn't kiss him I, we were not romantic in any way and of course when I got the call from the girlfriend I was like all right I knew this was coming
1: You know, it's so funny because people always say, like, the producers make them keep them, they make them do this. But I do think there's probably something to be said for the lead being like, well, I also am so intrigued by this bizarre person that they threw in front of me.
0: Yeah, well, I don't even think it's that the producers make you keep people. You do have to keep a certain amount of people. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like they were up to me when I was a bachelorette there would have been no season. Like I would have been like, there would have been one a season and it would have been Frank and the Roberto the entire time. Like I knew night one, it was Frank and Roberto for me. I knew it, um, one or the other. So I think you sort of have to, instead of saying, do I really see something with this person? Because obviously that's not true. For anyone yeah. to believe that a bachelor or bachelorette sees something with 25 people the first night or 20 people or whatever, that's just so unrealistic if you really think about it. So instead of thinking of it as, do they see something in this person? Instead, it's like, what do I want to know about this person? Or what do I want to find out about this person that I'm not done exploring yet? Not even romantically, like maybe because I find them interesting or because I find that I know they're up to something and I'm going to figure it out. Like, so there's always a reason and that reason isn't necessarily, I see a future with you.
1: That's fair. That's a good way to look at it. I feel like that must be how everyone's thinking when they're up there just staring at all these people. Like, are you hot? Do you have a secret? And could I actually marry you? Those are like the three categories. Exactly. Exactly.
0: You know, or like, are you going to be fun and funny? There were some guys that I was like not interested in at all that I just thought were cool people, you know? And I'm like, all right, let's just keep him. He's cool. Like maybe if he's on the show for a while, he'll get a cool girlfriend out of this. You know, like that's sort of how I thought about some people.
1: Yeah. Okay, well, my next one was Kirk, just because when I saw him, I was flashed back to that Carly and his breakup on Paradise, and I was like, oh my god, I forgot he was on Alley season.
0: I know, and I hated that breakup. I hated that for Carly, because it broke my heart for her, and he definitely made a poor move with how he handled all of that, uh, but I love Kirk. Like, I just think he's a sweetheart. That's the first thing that comes to mind when I think of him. He was just so nice and so sweet, and I have nothing but, like, good memories of my time with him
1: that's good that's a good that's nice to hear right <laughs>
0: well, I was never super romantically into him he's one of those ones I and mean, he was in my top four but I never was like oh it's gonna be me and him in the end if anything I was just sort of like oh, I like him he's sweet and you know like but I know I'm not gonna be with him in the end yeah okay Chris your runner up yeah big teddy bear that's the first thing that comes to mind with him he is a big giant gen, you know gentle giant teddy bear when I say big I mean like tall <laughs> <laughs> but yeah he adore him too. I think we were friends. That's an argument thing that comes to mind. We were very much friends throughout the experience and we never, ever got there romantically. And I was like, okay, if I'm not feeling romantic with you and you're in my top two, I'm not going to let you propose to me at a rose ceremony. You know, that's yeah. one of the reasons Like people often say to me like, oh, it's so awesome that you sent Chris home and you didn't put him through that. And it's like, yes, But I didn't put him through that because there was no doubt in my, like I was, there was nothing there, you know, like there was absolutely no romance, complete friendship. And if you talk to him right now, he would say the same thing. And he would have said the same thing. I think the day he left the show is that we were just good friends. And and that was it.
1: Something I think that's so interesting about him is that he married Peyton, who was on Andy's season. And then you also have Ty from your season, who married Elizabeth, who was on your season with Jake Pavelka. And I was like, oh, interesting that we have a little bit of a theme here with Allie's season. I know. They went on to
0: go for other girls in The Bachelorette
1: World. I, or the Bachelor world. I hadn't thought about that, but that
0: is interesting.
1: And then it reminded me of now where we're at with Peter and Kelly. Because I spoke to you, I'm sure you spoke to the bunch of press. I spoke to you right after the Peter and... Barb finale fiasco of yeah. it all. And now a few months later that we have Peter and Kelly in a full-fledged relationship, I was wondering what you're, if you were surprised by that. Do you have any thoughts on that one?
0: Um, I was surprised by it, honestly. Like Watching them on the show, they didn't seem super compatible, but that's what we see in an edited show, you know? Yeah. So I think it's awesome. I think it's such an adorable story, honestly. The fact that they met before the show and he kind of felt like it was kind of fate... And here it is kind of all along kind of being fate. You know, I think if they end up together, it's, that's a beautiful love story in my opinion. So I think that's like one I'd be so proud to tell my kids and my grandkids and all that. So I hope they make it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I love the messiness of The Bachelor. And I love when like, as much as I feel bad for the people on it, I love when the break, like when <laughs> the engagements don't work out. But then it's interesting now because this is like a messy one with a bow on it because everyone's happy and things worked out. <laughs>
0: totally except maybe hannah Ann. i think maybe she kind of got the short end of the stick and poor thing but i mean she's so cute she's gonna find someone amazing someone amazing
1: i think she's gonna be our bachelorette in a few years i've i don't know why yeah, maybe. Tells me they just needed yeah. her to get a little older
0: yeah get a little older for sure yeah. <laughs>
1: um okay frank the infamous frank what mm-hmm. comes to mind in 2020 when you think of frank uh,
0: heartbreak. I mean, even to this day, I think that, like, I'm like, oh, that guy, he was, what did he, why did he do that in that moment? Not that I think the outcome would have been any different, and I'm glad it's not any different, but I was so mad at him, and for a long time, really, for years years later, I was like, what the heck, mad at him, but, you know, we, we, tested those waters to see if there was a relationship after the show and there wasn't and both found the people we were supposed to be with and all that. So we're happy now. But yeah, man, I was so mad at him.
1: I know you dropped that bombshell on that bachelor reunion last year that you and Frank secretly met up after the show. And I was like, excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we were both curious,
0: like what would have happened? You know, I think he probably regretted his decision after the fact in some way, maybe not. I don't know.
1: (laughs) that is so funny is he married now I couldn't even find anything about him on the internet
0: no he is they show this in the show oh wait no he is married and they show it when the show airs him and his wife his wife comes on yeah he is married
1: nice was it so funny to see all these people with like settle down with kids or with a wife like all these you in your mind they're probably still like just those guys that were on your season some of them are you close to anyone
0: I wouldn't say I mean Kurt and I follow each other on Instagram and yeah, like each other's you know, pictures and show support. You know, um, Roberto and I have texted throughout the year showing support for different things in each other's lives. Frank and I have messaged here and there. So, yeah, I've like kind of kept in touch, but not like, you know, I wouldn't be like, oh, they're great friends of mine, yeah. you know? Which um, is but normal. no, if anything, I'm happy to see the ones who have settled down. You know, I'm, it was so cute to see Casey and his wife and baby. And then, like, if anything, like when we saw Rated R, he, he, you know, isn't married. So more with him, I'm thinking, okay, well, I hope you find somebody like, you know, I want them all to find somebody. Sorry. I'm thinking, I'm like, crap, was he by himself? I can't even remember. I think he was. <laughs> it's okay. We'll see. I watched, so when I watched the show, I had a little bit of booze. I needed that liquid courage to watch. Like I was all bundled of nerves. And I might have had a little bit too much liquid courage. So it's all a little foggy to be what happened.
1: <laughs> Honestly, that that's probably for the best. It's for that's what we need. Did anything surprise you or like remind you that you forgot about? Or did anything stick out to you as you were revisiting it all?
0: I didn't realize how insecure I was. So I remember when I did the show, I was really proud after the season was over. Like I was proud of my time on, on The Bachelor. I made some mistakes with fighting with people but I really was proud of my message of leaving the show for my career I thought that was an important message for women I was proud of that and then when I went on The Bachelorette I remember thinking I was proud of like how I handled myself too you know like it's mm-hmm. hard to be on TV and of course I made mistakes not saying I did things perfectly but I was like alright uh, I did my best and I'm I'm proud of that but then when I watched it back because I haven't watched it since today, or you know oh, I you don't just
1: of- sit at home have yeah, night revisiting <laughs> yeah
0: I do have the DVDs. And at times I thought about like popping one in and like randomly while Kevin was home and be like, what are you doing? But no, I've never watched it since. So I think I was surprised that on night one, I did a lot of like, oh my gosh, I just can't believe all these guys are here for me. And like, I'm like, who is that girl? And I realized who that girl is, is a very insecure 25 year old girl that is in a position of being the bachelorette and feels like she doesn't deserve it. So I felt like I needed to put on this like, oh, I'm totally pretty and cool and fun guys. Like, and I thought in my mind, because back then like the Playboy bunny was like the thing all the girls tried to be like. And I thought I needed to like be like that. And it's so, and I hate that. Like I hate looking back on that and thinking like, oh, I wish I could just like give her a hug and say like, you don't have to be this. But as the season went on, I saw my real self come out and I let go of that, like, trying to be so cool. But then again, I have to give myself a little bit of slack because everyone's super nervous the first night, you know? Yeah. And I was so young and it was a different time and, but yeah, I just would, like, be a little cooler. Like, I wouldn't, I also would not let them glamify me the way they did because mm. before I was a bachelorette, I was the girl, you know, and, and the bachelorette, I wore my Converse every day and I wore my Converse to rose ceremonies. Like that, did? Like, Oh yeah, yeah. I they would like fight me on it sometimes, and I'd be like, I don't care. Like if it was a really hard night, I'm like, I'm wearing my Converse. I love that. I before the bachelorette, I never wore makeup. I wore a graphic tee and jeans and Converse every day. So when I became the bachelorette, they like sent me off to this fancy salon. I got extensions put in, and this was like. Not really my doing. It was more because I remember they said they're like, "Will you please wear your hair down if you're the bachelorette?" Because I always would wear ponytails, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "No." They're like, "What if we got you like extensions?" And I was like, "Ooh, like extensions—that is so fancy." And I was yeah. like, "Okay." So I got these just hideous, like yellow extensions. My hair the first night looks like Kevin. You said when we were watching, he's like, "It looks like a wig." I'm like, "I know." Um, so yeah, <laughs> I, I would have been more myself that first night. I honestly probably would have worn Converse, and I would have worn a more simple dress, and I would have been more me looking back. But other than that, I mean, you gotta laugh at the rest. And I wouldn't have waxed my eyebrows as much. <laughs> <laughs> that was just 2010. That was, that was also awesome. 2010, yes. yes. Yeah, I was like, where are my eyebrows? I'm so grateful they grew back. Oh my gosh.
1: Do you think now that there is maybe a little bit more, not even a push, but... It's the women are kind of have the freedom to be a little bit more themselves. Like we kind of want our bachelorette to be kind of like a badass stand up for herself type thing versus maybe 10 years ago. We more so wanted her to be the damsel in distress.
0: A thousand percent. Like when I watched Hannah season and they showed all the outtakes of her being like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like when she's supposed to be staring off in the distance, thinking about the guys, I did that all the time on my season. I was so awkward, didn't know what I was doing, but they never showed it back then. So I love that they're showing this other side of these women they are more dynamic. They're more open. And, and it's not just, I want a husband. I want a husband. I want a husband. It's It's silly. It's playful. You see more sides to the women. I think it's incredible I'm so happy that shift was made it's just important
1: yeah for sure and I think it's kind of going in that direction with the sex positive stuff too we're getting a little bit more or less like you know a guy can kiss everyone and it's no big deal and the girl kisses two guys in one episode and it's like oh my god I can't believe she did that
0: right right right, right. I mean I hope all of them kiss a little bit less
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, times too. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> I honestly think I kiss like five or six guys on my season really yeah, I mean, I'll go back. Maybe there was a little bit more, but I wasn't like, or if I did, it was like a,
1: like, yeah. I was,
0: then again, I also did not have a super romantic connection with money. But now I feel like they kiss everyone. They 100% like, Every do. single person that makes it past the first night, like, I feel like gets a kiss. So yeah, I hope they do less of that.
1: <laughs> um, Do you have any of your dresses, by the way? That yellow, iconic yellow dress? I have the yellow dress. It does not fit. I cannot
0: even zip it. Like, it is. And I'm like, really? I'm like, I feel like I'm actually more in shape than I was on the show. But I think when you have kids, your, like, rib cage just expands. It's probably just
1: um, different. It's not, like,
0: less or more. It's just a different body. It's, different. it's a different <laughs> body. My ribs are way bigger, so I can't get even close to zip. So, yeah, I have that. And the yellow dress is from The Bachelor. And I actually tripped walking up the stairs to talk to Jake in that dress. And it got a hole in it. So, it's got the hole in it and everything. I've held, I held onto it all these years. And then I have, like, the final rose ceremony dress that I got engaged in from the bachelorette. And I have little things. Like, I got these sweaters with Kurt when we went to Iceland and, like, little things like that. I have, have, like, my... You know the Bachelor promo photo you take? Yeah. And like the blue shirt that I wore in that promo
1: photo. So I do
0: have some stuff from both seasons that I just sort of held on to. But I don't know what I'm going to do with them. It's just like, it just feels weird to get rid of it, you know? Yeah,
1: I mean, it'll be cool for your daughter to see one day, I think.
0: Yeah, or maybe if like The Bachelor ever ends up doing like a big... Charity in the way I would be involved in that, but then again, I don't see who the heck would want my stuff. You know, like
1: again, like it's just oh, because my season was so long ago. But who knows? yeah, it would maybe. be interesting to see what that stuff could go for. I think we'd be surprised. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe creeped out.
0: Yeah, but even if it's sold for twenty dollars, that's twenty bucks
1: to charity, right? Totally. Know. Okay, so Roberto, how long were you guys even together after the show? A good solid year, right?
0: Yeah, a year and a half. So it was eighteen months and the reason I know that so well is because I remember they wanted to like take my engagement ring away and I was like no this is part of my history like this is mine like you cannot have it but like per the contract it was supposed to be two years Mm -hmm. Uh, but they let me keep it they were like no they did "Yeah, yeah, yeah they were like that is something that's emotionally valuable to you and we're gonna let you keep it
1: Wow. So you, because I've heard the two-year thing all the time. So it's not necessarily true. If you if you ask, maybe they'll give in. If you make it a <laughs> decent amount of time, eight yes. is a long time. For you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I think at that time, I was just like so emotionally distraught from like my engagement ending. And I was just like, you're not taking this from me. Like I'm keeping it. I just like put my foot down. So, and they they were fine with it. They they understood when I like broke it down.
1: (laughs) And for you too, was it more so that like, you felt like, because a lot of times you see people come out and it's like, they're in, you know, you're kind of in like a fantasy world when you're on the show. So things seem so great when you get to the real world, it's a disaster from the get-go or was it more of a slow, like this isn't going to work out?
0: There were signs right away. Like there were fights that shouldn't have been fights, you know, like we had fights in the beginning that I, to this day, haven't really had with my husband, you know? So there was definitely signs at the beginning that we weren't compatible, but I don't, I definitely never feel like either one of us were faking it at all. Like we were those passionate lovers who just didn't work. You know, like every girl, every guy, every person can relate to being in an, or most people can relate to being in an unhealthy relationship that's very passionate, but very unhealthy. And that's essentially what we were. It was like super passionate in love, but like super passionate fights, you know? And I think at the end of the day, we just didn't align on like fundamentals of who we were, you know? And that's just, that's your relationship's not going to work if you're just on completely different pages. So yeah, I mean, but it got, it got bad at the end, like it, it, that I never really let on of like how much we would fight and neither one of our faults, like, you know, how sometimes relationship ends. And it's like, he was so wrong and, or she was so wrong. And I am not just saying this. It was neither one of us were so wrong. We just, again, weren't more compatibles. So I, I think he's such a good guy to this day. I do not understand how he's, I, I, or maybe he's engaged now. I don't know.
1: He's but engaged, but he, then he deleted the picture off his Twitter, so I don't know if he's still engaged. But
0: oh, he's not. Oh, that's a it's it's,
1: it's un- unclear. But it's unclear.
0: Yeah, it's, I, I mean, I hope he might meet the right person because I think if he did, he'd make an incredible husband. I think he just needs to find the right person, whoever that is. So yeah, I, I hope he does.
1: <laughs> I and in, in your other alternate universe that would never exist and does not exist and you're happily married. But if Frank didn't leave and he <laughs> stuck around, would it have been Roberto Ali a year later? I mean a decade later, can you say that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know
0: the answer to that question. To be honest with you, like my guess, because obviously I can't go back in time yeah. and it could have happened, my guess is that I would have picked Frank in the end. For sure, if he had stayed. I really think I would have. Yeah, because Frank was just so much. Like, Frank reminds me actually of my husband. When I went on The Bachelorette and the producers asked me who, what kind of guy I was looking for, they always ask you that. I described my husband to a T. I, mean, I knew what you wanted. I really think I did. And Frank is so much of what I described too. I mean, they're so similar. I would say Frank to a T as well. So yeah, I do think I would have gone with that gut instinct and picked him, but I don't know that. I can't say that for sure, you know, maybe uh, because things with Roberto and I that last date were so magical. Maybe I would have changed my mind. I'm sure I would have struggled. I damn well know I would have taken two people to the rose ceremony. Like I wouldn't have only taken one because I would have been conflicted.
1: We would have had an even more dramatic ending, although the exit was pretty dramatic too. The Frank exit was pretty dramatic.
0: That's why I don't like to be hard on bachelor or bachelorettes that bring both people to the final rose ceremony because people always say to me, oh, we, do, they should do what Allie did. Allie was nicer. She didn't bring Chris. And it's like, no, it's not that I was nicer. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> trying, it's not why. It's because I didn't, I wasn't conflicted, but I get why people would be, because I would have been if Frank stuck around. And another,
1: another life. <laughs> I'm so grateful
0: that he didn't, honestly. Because I, I don't, would we still be together to this day? I don't know. Because honestly, I think he might have possibly been my type. And, and I'm, I'm so glad we're not. Like, because I don't, because I, I mean, because I freaking love my husband. Like, I have the best man in the world. So I'm so glad he did not So thank you, Frank, for dumping me. <laughs>
1: right, as devastating as it was in the moment, somehow Frank knew. He had the foresight to somehow walk away then because it was all going to work out. <laughs> Exactly. Well, let's talk about what you're up to now because you're very busy. You're all over the place. I feel like you're always all over my Instagram feed with blog posts. And I feel like people in The Bachelor really respect your opinion on the show too. Like your fans go to you for like takes on the show. So did you like, did you always watch and did you always want to like continue being, you know, given commentary or was that just something they kind of asked of you?
0: No one asked that of me. So first, I never watched the show before I was... Oh, no, I watched... Sorry. I never watched the show before Jason Mesnick's season. And that's the season I watched, fell in love with, and applied. So I'd only seen one season. I didn't even see Jillian's when I went on the show. And I don't know why. I think I was just busy or life happened. But I watched Jason's. I applied. I got on. And then since then, I just watched every season since. One, first, it was like super interesting at first, you know, and I was so part of that world. And then as time has gone by, I have, you know, my blog go to alimano.com, by the way. And I just, you know, my followers just really wanted to talk about it. So I just kept blogging about it. And I've watched every episode, every season since, I guess this GOT, this greatest of all time, I haven't watched all the episodes, but all the new seasons I've watched every episode. And it's just, it's fun. It's fun to talk about. It's like my little escape from motherhood, I feel like, because I do a lot of motherhood blogging too. So I feel like this is like a nice escape from that. So yeah, no one's ever asked me to
1: though. I mean, I feel like they have though, because they come back every time and they're that's like their way of asking. I think if you skipped a season, there would be like, your followers would be like, where is it? I need to know.
0: Oh, oh well, my followers asked me for yeah. sure. Sorry, yeah. I meant like the Bachelor franchise. Oh, movie. yeah. Me too,
1: yeah. And with the mommy blogging and stuff, how, I think you do a great job and your kids are so cute, but there is a lot of crazy people on the internet. So how do you do it? <laughs> you
0: know, so going back to being a Terrified when they told me my season of The Bachelor was airing at first. And I think the reason for that is that when I've done little sort of one off TV things that were more popular and I kind of got put a little bit back in a limelight for a half a second, I've seen the bullying come out. And I see with other contestants now how bad online bullying can be. And I think I was a little bit blind to that because my following is so nice. <laughs> like I have the nicest followers, they are so kind. I barely get any of that. Like maybe I'll get one person. Like there was this one woman, bless her heart. I hope she has found peace in her life. But she would create all these different names on my blog and go comment nasty things on my blog every day from different names and different email addresses that she must have have put in your email address that she must have created just to do this. And eventually we figured out it was her, because it looks like different people to people yeah. on the blog. She'd have conversations with herself being negative to me on my blog. We realized, me um, and Maddie, Maddie's my assistant that helps me with my blog. Um, we realized that her IP address was the same for all those people. So we were mm. able to nicely ask her, like, we see that this is the same person. Can you please not? And she didn't. She stopped after that. But for the most part, they're so nice. I don't really deal with a lot of that negativity, honestly. I mean. Well, that's there'll be a few people, but I I try to so hard focus on the so many other people that aren't being that way, you know? And if I do see a negative comment, instead of attacking that person back, I'll usually try to just ask them, like, I'm curious why you feel this way. Like, no hate, no judgment. Like, just talk to me. Why did you feel like it was that you needed to say that to me? You know? And I find it's like very interesting, the conversations that can
1: be started by doing that. It says more about the person doing it than the person they're, whatever, whoever they're criticizing. Like, in yeah. what world do you have time to create several email accounts to do anything besides try to get free delivery on, like, Uber Eats? Like,
0: just the reason that she did that is because she's a she's sad. She's hurt yeah. in some way inside. Like, one of my favorite quotes is, hurt people hurt people. And so when people have something going on in their lives that make them depressed or something going on, like they want to hurt other people to bring it down. So they feel the way you feel, you know? So I, I, you just got to feel for them.
1: I mean, you did recently open up about suffering a miscarriage, which was, you know, I'm, was that hard for you to share with your followers? I know you wrote like a long thing about it. Yeah, it was
0: really hard. I, I didn't want to share it, to be honest with you. I truly didn't. I didn't want people feeling sorry for me. I didn't want you know, to compare my situation to other people's situations, but I, when I sat back and thought about all the reasons I didn't want to share, I realized all of those exact reasons were the reasons I needed to share because other women out there going through the same thing are thinking the same thing. They're thinking, I don't want to share because I don't want people to feel sorry for me. I don't want to share because I don't want people to compare my situation to theirs." And, I think it was important for me to say, it's okay to share. It's okay to feel whatever you're feeling in this moment. But I'm telling you, even after I shared, I sat there like in a ball, like, oh, I wish I could take it down. And like, but not because people were saying anything negative, because people were being so supportive and I didn't feel worthy of that support. And that's honest, like people would send me flowers and I'm like, stop sending me flowers. Like, I don't want like, you know, it was just a very strange thing, but I'm glad I shared. I hope it helps somebody out there. And
1: Was it therapeutic know. in some way or was it more so of the like, oh God, I'm getting all this attention. It's like someone singing me happy birthday in a restaurant and I need them to go away.
0: It was like <laughs> someone saying happy birthday in a restaurant. Like <laughs> it was, but you know, it. I guess that's a bad way to compare it. But, <laughs> but it, I'm just glad I did it. I'm glad I did it because I know it helps somebody, but I didn't do it for me. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that you'd cover so many other topics. It makes sense that also, you know, I'm sure you get asked all the time, do you want more kids? Do you want that? And is, yeah. you know, that's a hard thing also, because as a reporter, I don't know what you're going through. And as you know, a mom, I it's, it's a weird thing, even that, like, I don't know if I should ask people that sometimes, but then also then I'm being told I should ask them that. So it's like, I don't know. Oh,
0: but I've been in, in your job before. Like I get it. I remember having to ask when I worked in entertainment news, having to ask people questions and like just shaking, like, uh, uh like I, I don't even really want to ask you this, but I know you have to ask this because it's your job. Like I just remember, so don't ever feel that way with me because if I don't want to answer something, I would just politely say, no, thank you. You know, like it's yeah. that simple and that easy to be nice and polite. So I, I, I feel you girl.
1: Well, before I let you go, I do want to say, ask you, like, how has your quarantine been? How are your kids? How's the fam and the positive stuff? Big milestones, anything exciting to share with us weekly listeners about the fam?
0: Gosh, um, uh, not really anything exciting. <laughs> I mean, like, quarantine at first was sort of, like, this fun thing, like, yay, day 17 of quarantine, look at these silly things the kids are doing, or, like, look how crazy we're all getting, and then now it's, like... Day 543 of quarantine, or no, whatever day it is. yeah But and it's just it feels like Groundhog's Day, it's just like every day is the same. And I just like found myself like looking forward to like going to bed every night and then waking up and thinking again, looking forward to the end of the day. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to stop this, like I need to enjoy yeah. this. And I have for most of quarantine, but I think you know it, it definitely is getting. And and this is that comes from the girl who has her job. My husband has his job. We have a pool. Like I think about the people in like New York and a little apartment that can't leave. Oh my gosh, I can't imagine what these those people are going through mentally at this point. But man, I will be happy when quarantine is over, when we can safely move on.
1: Yeah, the pool must help with the with the, the pool, little
0: ones. We've owned this house for a few years now. We didn't go in the pool like the first year because we had two we had a baby and a young kid, like there was just I remember thinking, "Gosh, it's such a waste of money to like have a house with a pool." Like I remember thinking that because like we never even use it, and now we're in it all the time. That our kids are a little bit older, you know, they're two and four now, yeah, without having that like infant baby, and oh, it's like we're in there every single day. Like we will be in there today, we'll be in there all weekend. Um, it's so hot. Uh, yeah, we're very lucky.
1: And are they comfortable in the pool and the water and stuff? I know like water safety with like little kids is like kind of a hot topic right now, as it should be because it's, it's like a big for beautiful. sure.
0: Molly is a great swimmer like if anything I have to tell her get come up for air you know because she just always wants to be underwater swimming all around she's an amazing swimmer. Mm-hmm. Riley is in swim lessons right now so we do do swim lessons at the place that he goes to. They wear face shields the instructors in the water mm-hmm. and then chlorine that kills a lot of the germs and yeah. stuff. Um, all the parents who are there wear masks and it's outdoors so we feel safe doing that. But Riley still wears a floaty in the pool. So he wears like a puddle jumper, which has gotten a lot of heat lately. The puddle jumper, there's been a lot of um, articles about how unsafe they are because they give kids a false sense of security. So we're trying to get him to let go of that. Like yesterday, actually, we were in the pool and he was like, where's my floaty? And we had hidden it. And we're like, it's gone. It's gone, buddy. It broke. Like, we'll have to get a new one at the store. Like, we always say that. Yeah. if he wants like ice cream we're like we gotta get some at the store even though there's some in the fridge but <laughs> but he was like crying so upset, So we eventually went and got it for him because he was just freaking out he just wanted his ability so i know we need to get rid of that and there will be we're, we're working on
1: it yeah i'm sure um my last question for you because i followed you for years and i just want to know that i was fascinated this do you still eat pasta for breakfast Oh, all the time. Do oh, yeah. you think it, does it work? Like, do you think that that craves your like craving for carbs or pasta later in the day? Because I remember seeing you do that and it stuck with me ever since. Yeah, I
0: do. I think eating more in the morning and afternoon makes it so I don't have a huge meal at night. So, yeah, it works. For, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a dietitian. My
1: dietitian <laughs> <No, I know.
0: laughs> might be like shaking their head, like, what is she talking about? Um, but for me, it works because I just eat my, like, I eat it. not every morning for breakfast I do eat other things sometimes too a lot of mornings I would say like at least three times a week I'm having pasta for breakfast like this morning for breakfast I had a stuffed pepper with like couscous which is essentially pasta so I tend to eat like bigger meals in the morning and then lighter at night and I think it does help me like maintain a healthy weight or whatever but like I try intermittent fasting have you done that Yeah. I I do it on and off all the time. I hate it. I tried it and I'm sure it works with some people and some people swear by it. I hated it. Like I felt like my sister joked with me. She was like, Ellie, do you realize intermittent fasting is essentially just skipping breakfast? Like it's it's the millennials term for skipping breakfast. And For growing up for me, I've always been told skipping breakfast is bad because it slows down your metabolism. So I think intermittent fasting works if you fast at night. And when you wake up and eat in the morning, like in my mind, that makes sense. Not eating before bed. Like we've always been told that works for losing weight, but when, I did the intermittent fasting. Not only did I feel like I actually was like getting bloated more, but I was grumpy. I was so tired and exhausted. I tried it for like two weeks, and then I was like, Ugh, "I'm done with this." So, so
1: maybe like a nine to five intermittent fast is the way to go. And then you can, but that's for people who don't drink. That's what You're I was saying. But I have wine, drink, so that won't work.
0: Yeah, I got to drink my wine at night. That's why it was not possible for me. I was like, I don't have to
1: eat after five, but I've got to drink. honestly you can't win no matter what you do but the pasta always stood out to me and I was like I love that she does that and I think it's so interesting
0: pasta for breakfast I'm telling you oh my
1: my other last question for you sorry then I actually will let you go I just talked to Trista and Deanna recently and they were telling me about the bachelorette group chat and how they just like (laughs) love the like empowerment of it and stuff do you find it so fun to be in that group too
0: Oh my gosh. Yes, of course. It's so much fun. I feel we've always had the text chain going, but I will say since quarantine, it's like been going a bit more and it's so fun. Like see what people are up to. I think my favorite part about the group text, honestly, especially with, I think right now it's so important to uplift other women. And what I love about the group text is that everyone is so ready and willing to support everybody in their, in their business ventures or what their projects that they have going on. So, you know, Des will say, my bridal, you know, new website's launching and everybody's like, let me post about it for you. You're like Caitlin, when her scrunchie line came out or her song, when she released her song, everyone wanted to post and support. And I think that's awesome. And I think that's something that has changed because years ago, it didn't feel that way. It felt like with Instagram, everyone had their own thing and who has more followers? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But now it's like this group of what, and not with the bachelorettes, I mean, just in, but the bachelor- in general. general, but with the bachelorettes, like, I feel like we are just want to support each other. And I think that's awesome. And I think more women out there, you know, hopefully all women out there will do that for the women in their lives and even
1: women you don't know. Yeah. I mean, I've said this before, you can say what you want about the bachelor and there's been some interesting people who have snuck on that show. But the bachelorettes especially we've seen one, a lot of success in their relationships and two some pretty strong, bold, awesome women that have come from that show. And it's it's, you know, you gotta give them that that they've given the right people a platform when it comes to that, I think.
0: Yeah, they're all awesome. I feel really lucky to be a part of the group, honestly. I'm
1: like, why'd they pick me? <laughs> oh, stop. You're great, too. You're all great. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Us Weekly's Bachelor Podcast, here for the right reasons. Please leave a five-star review on iTunes and slide into my DMs at Sarah Heron and let me know what you are thinking about this whole Clarita situation and who you would like to hear from next in Bachelor Nation.